our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. more like it. Welcome, everybody, to an August 31st edition of the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. My partner, Andy Anders, will be here shortly. We're glad to be with you on what would be game week, but unfortunately, it is not game week, at least not in the Big Ten, because, well, I think you know why. If you are a fan of the Big Ten, you know that the conference punted on the season, or at least took a timeout on the season. However, we're going to look at it. Uh, hopefully, we will get some clarity maybe today from Accord in Lincoln, Nebraska, as it concerns the eight Nebraska players and their lawsuit saying that the Big Ten did not follow its own bylaws when it comes to how the conference postponed the season. But if the court says the players have no standing, then presumably Kevin Warren, the Big Ten chancellors, the Big Ten presidents will be allowed to continue doing what they have done, which is push back the season. How far? We don't know. We've never gotten any clarity, whether it will be January, whether it will be March, or as reports started to surface last week, Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving, the time when we're usually getting uh, ready for an Ohio State-Michigan game, for a Purdue-Indiana game, a Michigan State-Penn State game. This time, it might be season opening week. I don't know if we're going to have a new Big Ten schedule if they go Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, And if we have a new Big Ten schedule, uh, will it last longer than a week? Uh, All good things to contemplate and reflect upon today as we try to bring you the latest on the Big Ten. Hopefully, it'll include football at some point, maybe this calendar year, maybe not. Uh, You can tweet the show at AndyAnders55 or at Hools. We're happy to have you joining us on Twitch, on the Chris Landry Football Channel. And a reminder, for a look at the game of football from a coaching, scouting, or administrative perspective, go to LandryFootball.com today. From high school to college to the NFL, from recruiting to the NFL draft to free agency, from pregame to postgame film analysis, all the inside scoop on all the players, teams, coaches, and schemes, LandryFootball.com is your source for all things football. All right, let's start with the supposed merits or lack of merits in the lawsuit eight Nebraska players have filed against the Big Ten Conference. The allegation, the whole merit of the case hinges upon whether the Big Ten violated Big Ten rules in postponing the season. What are the Big Ten rules? Well, 
They have a rule in the conference that they voted on a long time ago before they ever envisioned the COVID-19 pandemic that if they were to cancel a season, it would require a 60% vote of the presidents and chancellors. 60%. So they have 14 schools in the Big Ten. Uh, 60% of that, by my calculations, would be 8.4%. So would eight be enough? I guess if you round down, eight's enough? You need eight chancellors in the Big Ten or presidents to say, no, no, we can't play amid COVID-19. Now, you would certainly think that they had eight because that's just one past half in order to undermine all the careers of players hoping to impress NFL scouts. Uh, undermine the hopes of uh, furthering uh, their football careers for the underclassmen, undermine the uh, businesses in Big Ten uh, outposts that certainly survive upon seven or eight home football Saturdays since everybody's off campus in the summertime and in most Big Ten cities it's cold in the winter. It's not exactly a great time to do commerce. You would certainly hope that they had at least eight. But what may have happened is that there was... No actual vote. You've heard, I've heard, throughout the last few weeks of speculation, that there was conversation led by Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, who was the liaison between the athletic directors, all of whom who wanted to play, and the presidents and chancellors. Kevin Warren gave, we think, the viewpoint of the ADs that, yeah, we can test and we can monitor and we can check on guys and keep them socially distant and make sure they wear their masks and we can play football. But somewhere in those conversations, was it Kevin Warren's idea? Was it the president's and chancellor's ideas? The decision was made to postpone the season. Well, the Nebraska football players who filed this lawsuit just want to know, how did this happen? Can you at least explain it to us? And the Big Ten says that they don't want to explain it because it would cause irreparable damage to the league (laughs) to open the window on how this historic decision was made. Now, I scratch my head at that. Irreparable damage to the Big Ten. Great harm to the Big Ten. Well, how could that be? Um, Why? How could they possibly be harmed by letting us know what happened? by uh, disclosing the minutes of their calls. I assume somebody was taking notes. Perhaps maybe even it was recorded. The Nebraska players want to hear it. And if the Nebraska players hear it, then everybody's going to hear it. Well, I can think of two scenarios whereby the Big Ten would not, in hindsight, want what was discussed on those calls to be public knowledge. First of all, you should know that if there was no formal vote then the Nebraska players have what appears to me to be a slam-dunk case. They appear to have uh, proof positive that the Big Ten did not follow its own bylaws, and you can't have a 60% share if there was no formal vote. Let's welcome in Andy Anders to the show. How are you, Andy? Good to see you. I'm good. We're Uh, talking a Nebraska lawsuit and uh, whether they have a case, and I said it hinges upon whether there was an actual vote. The Big Ten has bylaws that 
You have to have a 60% vote of the presidents and chancellors to cancel a season. If there was no vote, then the Big Ten's in violation of its own bylaws, and then its decision would be made, well, it would be rendered ineffective. They could always go back and decide again to uh, cancel the season. But I'm theorizing, remember last week we talked about this, this quote from this Big Ten attorney that they would suffer great harm if they were to tell people why. So I have two scenarios where the Big Ten would suffer great harm. Would you like to offer your own viewpoint on what that harm might be that he's talking about but doesn't specify? Um, Great harm. Well, I, I would say it's that they didn't actually take a vote. That would be... That would a be bad one. look. That would be a very bad look if uh, it came out that there actually wasn't a vote mm-hmm. and that Kevin Warren's been lying. Uh, the conference has been lying about that. Of course, then again, I guess athletic departments haven't been on the same page because we never knew for sure. No. Imagine, Andy, if during these conversations with Kevin Warren and the presidents, that Kevin Warren or one of the presidents made a comment about, well, you know, if we cancel the football season... Maybe this will really anger the fans, and they'll blame the current administration in uh, the presidential administration, and that might swing the election. Or it might anger uh, people at the Democratic Party, and it might result in President Trump's re-election. If they make any kind of a comment, if anybody made a comment that they have an ulterior motive to swing the election one way or the other, that would, I think, Cause great harm to the Big Ten. I think so too. You know, using the players as a political football. Or uh, here's another thing I would I could consider is that it's just an ego thing for Kevin Warren. We've seen throughout this that he's got to be in the right on this, and you know that all the yeah all the diplomas on the back of the wall and the uh, just the way everything he's been like trying to make it look like the conference is all in favor of this. All the presidents, it was a decidedly voted, abundantly clear, Yep. all these things. And so now if you release what went on behind the scenes, it's going to go against his story. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. I can think of one other scenario which would cause the Big Ten great harm. And I mean this one would cause somebody great harm. So this would cost somebody their job. Imagine, Andy, that if on this call, they're talking about the Big Ten, and, well, you know, if we don't have football, Ohio State's going to lose $130 million in revenue. And Wisconsin says they're going to lose, I don't know, whatever the number was, $70 million in revenue. And, and, you know, here it's this much and this much. And what if one of the chancellors in the Big Ten said, hey, you're looking at this the wrong way. This is a chance for us to get the mission of our university Closer to where we would like it to be rather than where it is, which is where sports causes us a lot of uh, problems in terms of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Now, I don't think Ohio State would make such a comment as that. I don't think Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin would make such a comment as that. But remember a couple weeks ago we talked about Rutgers and a, and a lawsuit by the Rutgers faculty wanting to know why the school was transferring $100 million into the athletic department. Well, we know why they're doing it, because they hired Greg Schiano and they made Greg Schiano a bunch of promises, and Greg Schiano says, hey, if you want me to compete with Ohio State and the Big Ten East, we got to get better facilities. we got to spend more on recruiting. we got to have this. we got to have that. It takes money. 
it can't be easy, can it, Andy, for schools in the Big Ten at the bottom of the financial resources ladder. The Northwesterns, the the Rutgers, maybe the Purdue's to keep up with Ohio State and Michigan, can it? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you've seen it on the field the past few years. Anytime one of those teams sneaks out of the cellar, it's just to have a winning record or yeah. they, maybe they have a 9 or 10 win season out of the blue, but they're never winning the conference until they get the kind of funding. And so, yeah, maybe now this is an opportunity for the presidents to uh, sit there and say, well, no football, we can move, we can focus more on the academic side. Which is- For athletics takes a big hit. It'll take us five, ten years to recover from that. And during those five to ten years, we can dial everything back. We can dial our facilities back. We can dial this back. We can dial that back because, well, we got we to gotta meet our budget. We can't be, we can't be, you know running a budget deficit we have to make these cuts we have to like not pay our coaches this much money and so if the best coaches don't come here anymore well you know we can't really compete on finances because ah, that year with the covid we took a big financial hit i think that is a more distinct possibility than if somebody in a big 10 was dumb enough to say anything about using the players to swing an election one way or the other but that scenario i outlined where some president says Hey, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we suffered a little bit in the short term to get things where we want them in the long term. That I find plausible. Yes. Um, the other thing I'll say is that that could just be some legalese as a smokescreen, too. Maybe there's not actually anything that harmful yeah. that went on behind the scenes, which I think is actually a pretty likely scenario. I do too. And they, they just don't, don't like want people to, re- to know their business. Yeah, they don't want to release it. They haven't been transparent with this. And they've, the Big Ten's never been transparent. No. As much as we called for it on this show and expected it as we, I think we should, um, they've never been with any decision they've made. So I think, um, I think that's probably the more likely scenario for me is that they just don't want to give it out and they're using the excuse of harm to um, try and keep it under wraps. But now, if the court's demanding it, probably see it. I, I yeah, hope. it's a common legal stall tactic to say, "Oh, well, this is just you're asking for this it's ridiculous." So cause the world to collapse. We can't have this. So there's no doubt there's some overstatement there. But if you're trying to figure out, well, what kind of great harm? Great harm. What kind of great harm? That's the scenario where I see there could be great harm. We want to thank you for joining us, and we want you to help spread the word about the Chris Landry Twitch channel. You'll find it at twitch.tv backslash Chris Landry Football. You can listen to this podcast on your mobile device by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcast. You do that at LandryFootball.com. He's Andy Anders. I'm Bruce Hooley. You can tweet Andy at AndyAnders55. You can tweet me at Hools, And uh, you can, of course, send us a message right now on the Twitch channel, and we'll respond to your questions. So we had the uh, big parental protest by Ohio State football parents Saturday at Ohio Stadium, Andy. Uh, did you happen to take that in? Talk to anybody who did take it in. What's your impressions of what we saw Saturday in the rotunda at Ohio Stadium? I was unable to attend, unfortunately, but I did see plenty of it, uh, and I did talk to a lot of people who were there. Um, my impression was essentially uh, they, you know, the parents are obviously angry. Uh, some there were some pretty pretty interesting signs. I uh I saw scrolling across Twitter mm-hmm. um one a couple calling for uh calling out Kevin Warren for letting his son play at Mississippi State that yeah. seemed to be a 
pretty large theme across it. Uh, Randy Wade, father of Sean Wade, mm-hmm. I thought gave a pretty eloquent speech about the matter um, and about how you know you shouldn't they shouldn't be giving up on this and um, how the Big Ten again isn't hasn't been transparent in their decisions and that was um, and that was something else I believe Master Teague's father Corey Teague said um, that they you know they haven't heard from um, the Big Ten why was this decision made still so that's I think a, one of the main things they're calling for is understanding and having the Big Ten actually explain why this decision was made. And then, of course, it was also a cry to have a fall season. Sure. Parents are in favor of a fall season. Um, and they believe that their children are safer in the football environment um, and where they're getting tested multiple times a week and they're following those protocols. So I'd say those are my big takeaways. What we've been saying a lot is what the parents are calling for. All right, so they had about they had 30 parents – uh, seven or eight of them spoke. They had 200 people total at the protest. Surprised at the number, what does the number of people tell you, if anything, about, um, you know, widespread support for football, outrage over the lack of football? Does the number tell you anything? Um, no, I think because it was a parent's protest, you know, the, the 200 people total. I wonder if... More Ohio State fans would have come out if it was more, you know, driven towards Ohio State fans. This really seemed to be like a parents' coalition thing, you know. Two uh, hundreds, but I think they they invited the public. They wanted the public there. Uh, did you? Th- I thought there were going to be Penn State parents there, Nebraska parents there. I thought this would be a gathering place for a, a representative group of parents from all the Big Ten schools that are hacked off about not getting to play. Right. Well, I thought that's what the uh, protest in, in uh, at the Big Ten offices mm-hmm. was more so than this and. Um, I think 30 Ohio State parents is a, you have what? That's a good number. You have 85 yeah. players on scholarship, so that's uh, I mean, and not everyone was both mother and father there, so you probably had I don't know the parents of probably 20, 25 players, I'd say, um, with that number. So, and it's a pretty good faction of Ohio State parents that came out to represent. And yeah, I'll say I was surprised the public number wasn't higher. There were only 200 people total protesting. I'm very surprised at that. I yeah. thought it'd be way higher. I wonder if the Big Ten looks at that and goes, oh, maybe people in Columbus, Ohio aren't that upset about football. I don't know. I I think they're looking for any good news. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think the Big Ten's looking news. for anything that supports their decision. Um, speaking of which, I wanted to ask you, Bruce. Yeah. So, the announcement that um, – well, not the announcement. The, the reports that – Thanksgiving football mm-hmm. could be the start. Thanksgiving. Do you think <laughs> do you think that the Big Ten is starting to walk back on its decision after all the lashback, after all the lawsuits and everything else? Do you think the Big Ten is starting to walk back their decision and that's what we're seeing? Or are you not buying into the Thanksgiving start? I think they don't want to play until January at the earliest because then they could have the feel good of we're in charge here we know what's best we'll make the decisions you players you do what we tell you and uh, you know be happy with the table scraps but here's the problem they have they are contemplating a thanksgiving or december early december start to big 10 basketball now if you can play big 10 basketball 
why can't you play Big Ten football? You maybe could make an argument you can't, but I mean, I just I want to hear the argument. Right. So if you want to play basketball, you got a hard time like making the football players wait another month, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe that's what sparked the discussion for the Thanksgiving start. Um, I I don't know. The Big Ten could would probably try to put it out there if they really wanted to start in January. I'm sure they could do what they've done throughout this process and just put it out there. Yeah, it's still not, still too uncertain for football, but basketball. basketball yeah, they could make the case more guys, more more physical. Although in my basketball, I'd argue you're rubbing right up against guys with no padding on. Right. You're not going to play basketball with masks on. At least let's hope they don't. <laughs> um, can the Big Ten, do you see any way the Big Ten can save face? If they would announce this week, hey, look, since we made our cancellation announcement, there have been reports of a saliva test, which gives us more instant results on COVID. Since we made our announcement, the CDC says that uh, 9,700 and some people died of COVID only. They had no other pre you know, pre-existing condition. They didn't have asthma. They didn't have bronchitis. They didn't have pneumonia. That number's out there. COVID-only deaths under 10,000. So we know more now than we knew then, and so we're going to uh, start in late September. Can they save face doing that? Say, uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that would be a it would save a lot of face with fans. I mean, people want football in the end, uh, and if you could promise a late September start, that would... Do, of course, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Would Kevin Warren have any credibility, any... Would he be able to, let's just say what we're asking, really. Would Kevin Warren be able to hang on to his job? No. If he did that? I think if you... We think we'll have a new Big Ten commissioner next year, Andy. Yeah, if you walk it back at this point and say... Oops! Oops, September start. <laughs> it, it essentially makes Kevin Warren the patsy because he's been the fro- at the forefront of the, all the postponement and cancellation stuff. What would be wrong with that from a presidential perspective? Uh, Chris Carter, the legendary Buckeye Chris Carter with the uh, operative advice in this case. Remember, Chris Carter said, always have a fall guy. Yes. Kevin Warren could be a well-paid fall guy. I'm sure his contract calls for some kind of large payout for early termination. Uh, Possibly. I would imagine. He's a lawyer, so he probably built that into his deal. They could help him find a new job (laughs) somewhere. They have Maybe. a bigger job for Kevin Warren at the right. Big Ten. Hire Kevin Warren. Never hear from Kevin Warren again, but pay Kevin Warren very, very well. That's yes. conceivable. That is, I'm, I'm sure it's in the contract <laughs> somewhere. I would imagine so. Um, okay, so here's the question. Let's assume they are in face-saving mode, and they are going to play football Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, So the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, they proceed as planned. And they've played nine games by the time the Big Ten starts, okay? Is the Big Ten in play for a college football playoff berth if at the time playoff berths are awarded, second week, first, early, like December 10th, Big Ten teams are 2-0? and I think if the schedule stays the way it is, you can't award them at that. You can't award them based on two games. But I think they'll push it back potentially. If the Big Ten comes out soon enough and says we're going to start Thanksgiving weekend, I think honestly the other power conferences want a playoff with all the power conferences in it, or that involves all the power conferences. Um, 
you don't want like this whole disputed national champion thing. I don't think anyway. But um, so I, I actually think they might push it back, push back the college football playoff a little bit. I don't know if the logistical um, ramifications of that would be too great, but clearly, you know, you can push back the season. Why can't you push back the playoff? Well, one of the problems would be your Clemson's, Alabama's. Those are let's just take two teams we presume to be in it. They're going to wrap the first week of December. So if you're going to push the college football playoff back till January 20th, those guys are going to be sitting like two months before they play. Meanwhile, the Big right. Ten's playing every week, which that's advantage Big Ten, isn't it? Yes, uh, they'd be fresher. Well, then again, you I mean, they'd be fresh, but they'd time. be rusty. They would. The SEC and the ACC. They would be more rust. You'd have to knock the rust off, and you've seen what rust can do to a team. We both remember... The 2006, post-2006 oh, National goodness. Championship. Yeah, not good, not good, not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I I would think they'd try to find a way to make a college football playoff work if, if the Big Ten were to start in November. Here's the problem they'd have. This would be worst-case scenario. Uh, college football playoff committee meets, and they put in Clemson, and they put in Bama, and they put in Oklahoma. And we're going to save one more spot for the Big Ten champion. Okay? So whoever you are, you're in. Second week of January, you're in. High State's 2-0, Penn State's 2-0, blah, 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 whatever. What if the winner of the Ohio State-Penn State game then has some kind of... What if what if the, something weird happened? Justin Fields gets hurt. Ohio State loses two games, three games. Penn State loses two games. Michigan loses two games. There's no clear-cut, playoff-worthy record coming out of the Big Ten. Well, yeah, that's you've why you, given the, you've given a conference a spot, hoping that so, somebody from that conference has the resume to be a playoff team. But they, I mean, they probably will. But it's possible they won't. Well, absolutely. There's been two lost champions plenty of times in the Big Ten. And um, I think you, you can't save a spot. You have to make the decision when you make the decision. And you can't make the decision on two games. So either you push back when right. you select the playoff teams or you leave the Big Ten out. I think those are the two options. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, troubling story. Sunday morning, Ohio State defensive uh, lineman Haskell Garrett uh, shot, suffered a gunshot wound that went through one side of his mouth, uh, one side of his uh, face, his cheek, and out the other side. Uh, the police showed up at a uh, South Campus address, found a shell casing and a trail of blood on the ground. They follow it to an apartment where they find Ohio State defensive lineman Haskell Garrett. Andy, do we have any further details on this at the time? Well, he's in stable condition. That's the good news. Um, we haven't been provided... Uh, further details on the suspect or the incident, really. Um, and they said they weren't going to release that yesterday, and they didn't release that yesterday. Yeah. So we're still kind of waiting to hear what took place. Um, but the good news is Haskell is in stable condition. Um, and obviously thoughts and prayers with his family and with him in this time. Um, yeah, that's a, it was on Chittenden Avenue, which isn't, I used to live on that avenue. Yeah, back I, in my uh, back in my college days, I lived two blocks from there last yeah. year. So, um, that's about all we know at this point. Stable condition—that's the good news. Okay, that is good news. Uh, remember, 
for a look at the game of football from every perspective there is. Coaching, scouting, administrative. LandryFootball.com is your source for that. You love high school football, college football, NFL football. We've got it all covered, like recruiting. Got it. NFL draft, got that. Free agency. Fantasy, got that. Post game, film room breakdown, got it all. Inside scoop on players, teams, coaches, and schemes at LandryFootball.com. Your source for all things football. Remember, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee is the official coffee of the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast. You get 15% off when you use the promo code BIG10 in all caps. Hemisphere gets you coffee from all over the world, from Ethiopia, from uh, Thailand, from Indonesia. It's great coffee, phenomenal coffee, and they're doing good things in those uh, underprivileged countries because the growers get more money when they buy, or when they sell, rather, direct to Hemisphere. They have corporate gift packs, they have coffee sampler packs. So if you have someone you need to send a, a gift to and you want to change it up on them and rather than go the typical route of sending donuts over or sending candy over or sending fast food over, send something that every office loves, delicious coffee from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Get 15% off when you use the promo code BIG10 in all caps. All right, we are going to... Uh, now go to our uh, favorite segment where we each get to <laughs> vent a little bit. And when you have a podcast entitled A Few Good Men on the Big Ten, there's only one thing that you can title that segment. You can't handle the truth! Yes. Would you like to go first, Andy, or would you like for me to go first? You can go ahead this All right. Break. I will say that it is utterly ridiculous that this decision to decide to play football or not is one that the Big Ten will make with all 14 institutions having equal weight and input on the decision. Bruce Feldman of uh, Fox Sports and The Athletic says that he talked to a Big Ten source who said that it is uh, a decision that will be made with a final result being in the, quote, best interest of all 14 institutions. I would submit to you that it is impossible to make such a decision, that all 14 institutions have an equal investment in this season. Uh, Nobody in the conference has a bigger investment in this season than Ohio State because they are positioned to win a national championship. The fallout of Ohio State winning a national championship is enormous on recruiting, on businesses in the Columbus area, on um, giving to the university, whether they want to admit it or not. Giving goes up when the football team wins a national championship. Giving goes down when the football team struggles. So giving's been up for a long time. And this was a year where uh, it would have been an absolute stunning development for Ohio State not to make the college football playoff. Uh, to believe that, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, Maryland, a host of other schools in the Big Ten could be as determined to play football this season for all the reasons that Ohio State is determined to play football this season is to require a complete detachment from all reality. So uh, I get why Ohio State thinks that it's best for them to be a member in good standing of the Big Ten and to sometimes sacrifice their needs for the good of the collective group. But I also get that when you're a leader, sometimes you got to stand up and say, you know what, Um, we're doing this because we're the ones that bring in the big TV money. And we're the ones who float all the rest of y'all's athletic departments because we bring huge eyeballs to the college football playoff. So for you to say 
at Rutgers, well, we're just a little short on cash right now. We'd rather not play. Too bad for you. If you want to sit out the season, you sit it out. We did fine with 10 teams in the Big Ten. Four you want to sit out, sit out. But the rest of us are playing, and so that's my you-can't-handle-the-truth moment. There's a time to suspend the normal way you do business, and right now is that time. Yes. Very good. Andy Anders, the floor is yours. You can't handle the truth! Uh, I've just, again, been shocked by the lack of group communication uh, in the Big Ten that... Uh, and this, my, I guess the truth I'm delivering here is that when you're running any business, whatever business, you have to be able to communicate employee to supervisor to boss to CEO, et cetera, up mm-hmm. the ladder. And mm-hmm. that just has not taken place. Uh, the reports that came out from the Nebraska AD uh, last week yep. about Bill Moose, Bill Moose, how athletic directors weren't on the same call. Mm as presidents um that as easy as it is to get a group of people on a zoom call together entire lectures occur over zoom at ohio state i've seen my roommates participating in said lectures um i did a call last week with 30 air force personnel from all over the united states there you have it how hard would it have been it's not hard with people with the resources i mean i imagine all the athletic directors and presidents have access to a computer You would think so. You would think so. So um, as hard as it would have been to have athletic directors and presidents on the same call, it didn't happen. And then if you want to go further with this, the it's also been reported. Kevin Warren was acting as the voice of the athletic directors Mm -hmm. in these meetings with the Big Ten presidents because apparently the athletic directors couldn't be there themselves. And acting as the voice of the athletic directors who were – unanimously in favor of moving forward with a season, with a mm-hmm. fall season, guided discussion toward postponement. So that's, when, when you're running any sort of business, any sort of organization, there has to be a level of communication from the bottom to the top. And Kevin Warren kept it all at the top. Uh, wouldn't even let his ADs really get their voice in uh, to the presidents in those meetings. Yeah, I mean, the the greater your level of communication the greater level of trust you build within an organization. If you're going to have 14 schools, when they all are bound to have some differing agendas, trust is paramount to progress. And Kevin Warren, as the guy who's in charge of athletics in the Big Ten, has to make every decision with a paramount concern being building trust. Building trust and then building more trust with every decision. He has given the players, the parents, the fans of the Big Ten, zero reason to trust him. I don't know where the presidents are because, ridiculous to me, even though 13 of 14 of them are of our presidents and chancellors of public institutions, we still don't know how they voted. We still don't know. We're still not 100% sure if there was a vote. We're still not 100% sure if there was a vote. That's absolutely right. So there is where there is no transparency, there is no trust. Where there is no trust... There is uh, no progress. Where there is no progress, there is stagnation. And where there is stagnation, you get bypassed by other leagues, and it's not good for your future. So that's uh, spot on, Andy. Uh, We want to thank you for joining us, and we want to ask you to help spread the word as you catch us on the Chris Landry Twitch channel at uh, twitch.tv 
slash Chris Landry Football. You can listen to this podcast on your mobile device by signing up for the Landry Football Conference call wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Monday. Do you think we're going to play Big Ten football this calendar year? This calendar this year. This calendar year. I'm on the. I, I'm leaning toward it's going to be at least January, but I don't know. It, it seems like they, they keep walking things back, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I think, boy, they're in such a pickle, man. I mean, they just, like I say, you can't play basketball and not play football. If you play football in the two months after everybody else, you look even dumber than you look now. And the way they look now, that's hard to do. Yeah. But they might do it. Uh, We'll be back Monday. Appreciate it. Uh, Follow us on the Chris Landry Football Channel on Twitch and at uh, at LandryFootball.com. Everybody have a great day. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.